0: Hi friends and welcome to Do The Damn Thing. I'm your host, Lauren LaRue. I'm an entrepreneur, a lifestyle coach, and a content creator for my brand, LaRue. And if you're here today, it's because you're ready to elevate your lifestyle, live more intentionally, and achieve your dreams. And you found just the right place to do so. Hello, my friends. I am so beyond thrilled that you are here with me today. Whether it is Today on launch day of the podcast or today a year from now and you're brand new to the brand and you've decided to start listening and you're coming back all the way to the beginning and this is your first introduction to me. Either way, I am welcoming you and I'm so happy you're here. And with that welcome, I'd like to start by obviously introducing myself and introducing the brand to you. In this first episode, I'd like to just kind of share with you guys how I got my start in my own intentional living journey and what that's meant for me. And from that journey, subsequently creating an entire brand and creating a career based on this single concept. So for me, my journey kind of begins with this year of my life where I fell into a very deep depression. And I don't think I really realized how depressed I was in those Days and in that year, I think I have really realized it now looking back. But this year was from the time I graduated from college to around June of 2019, in or I'm sorry, 2020, in the middle of the pandemic. This year of my life, I was really struggling. I went through an incredible amount of we'll say obstacles, and just kind of moments that really felt like were tearing me down. So like I said, it started with my college graduation. I graduated from an incredible small college in Manhattan. And with that graduation, I thought I was moving straight into a job at a place I was very excited for. And to make that very long story short, it just turns out that that sort of fell through and it didn't happen. So like most people my age, like most recent graduates, I was on the job hunt and that was very overwhelming to me. And to be frankly, very honest with you, which is what I'm hoping to do with this entire podcast is be very open and very honest. I was very annoyed with this because I had felt, <laughs> this is very honest, I had felt that I had been through So much crap and so much heartache in my life that I thought to myself, why couldn't this one thing just be easy? I thought it was going to be easy. I thought I had a job lined up. And three months down the road, August rolls around and I'm still looking for a job. Again, long story short, I was getting frustrated. I was getting very annoyed. I was getting very angry, just kind of at the world. I was mad at the universe for not letting this be easy for me. And you may be asking, okay, well, Lauren, you know, I don't know you. So what What have you b- been through that you felt this needed to be easy, that you felt you deserved that? The next part of my depression. When I was a freshman in college, I lost my brother to a motorcycle accident and I think, again, looking back at this time in my life, school is both a good and bad thing to cater to that moment. I think it was an escape for me, but it also kept me from dealing with those emotions. I don't think I ever really addressed those emotions surrounding losing my brother in those four years. So when I graduated from college and I was on the job hunt, I had all this time on my hands and what did i do at that time i sulked and i festered in the emotions of my brother's loss so in august like i said 3 months rolled around and my birthday's in august that august happened to be my 22nd birthday coming up and my brother passed away 2 weeks after his 22nd birthday and i want to say around july i came to this very halting very very overwhelming realization that I was about to pass the amount of time my older brother was on this earth. I was about to become technically older than him. And with that realization came an incredible amount of grief. I was overwhelmed and washed by this grief and this guilt. I fell deeply into a depression. I felt lost. I couldn't look myself in the mirror. And my birthday coming up felt more like a sentencing. That I was being sentenced to take on this time that my brother had stolen from him, I felt like. And now it was being given to me and I was doing nothing with it. I didn't have a job. I didn't really have anything to show for it. And like I said, this was very, very overwhelming. So my birthday rolls around and I go home to Florida to visit my parents. And we, I guess, celebrate my birthday. It didn't really feel like a celebration. just felt like a day that I wanted nothing to do with. And then, to top off that moment in my life, two days after my birthday, my Uncle Mike passed away. My family had to go through yet another loss, another moment of grief in our family. My mom had to say goodbye to yet another very important person in her life. And when I was in Wisconsin, which is where all of my mom's family is, saying goodbye to my uncle Mike, I got a phone call from the place I had interviewed at, (laughs) saying that I was not getting a job that I wanted. And, I really don't know how to describe the overwhelm of of emotions happening in that moment of my life. I was missing my brother. I still hadn't dealt with the guilt and emotions surrounding his death, let alone surrounding the birthday that had just passed. My uncle Mike was now gone. I was trying to help my mom through her loss and now I was not getting a job. And the job seemed so unimportant, yet it was just, it was sitting on my shoulders. So a lot was happening in this moment. And I get back to New York, which is where I was living at the time. And a lot happened there. The day after I got back from New York, I met with a knee surgeon to find out that I needed a very intense, very invasive knee surgery. I had dealt with years of agonizing pain and injuries on my knee that i never dealt with because I was frankly just unwilling to deal with them. And I knew that that moment had come. So I, I met with a surgeon and he said, you know, you need an intense surgery. There's a lot of damage and we need to do all of this to your knee. So I sat down and evaluated my life. And I feel like in this moment I was kind of in a fishbowl. A part of me was outside of it looking in and just kind of evaluating where I was in this moment of my life. Evaluating the overwhelming disappointment, overwhelming sense of failure. And I just couldn't believe where I was at. I really couldn't. All of this stuff had happened to me And I honestly didn't know how to move forward. So I saw this knee surgery and I thought to myself, okay, well here's your opportunity to escape every last bit of it. You don't have to deal with any of it. Go home, have your knee surgery, tell people and tell yourself that you'll go back to New York in six months once you've recovered and all of this will have passed and you'll be fine. So that's exactly what I did. I packed up my stuff in New York and I was home in three weeks. Met with my regular surgeon in Florida who had done two previous knee surgeries on me. We decided together on a surgery that felt right. And a month later in November of 2019, I had my knee surgery. After my surgery, I don't think I or my parents realized how truly invasive or painful or just kind of overwhelming the recovery would be. And I remember this very specific moment. There was an appointment that my mom absolutely had to go to the day after my surgery. We thought I would be fine because I was given an anesthetic block shot in my knee that lasted 24 hours. It was kind of coming up on the 24-hour mark when she had to go to this appointment. So I thought I'd be fine. I just told her to go. Like, just don't worry about it. Don't cancel. I know it was important. And I would only be home maybe an hour. And she said, I'll keep my phone on me if you need me, call me, I'll come right home. She wasn't maybe 10 minutes away. Also, preface this by telling you my doctor had told me I had to be on bed rest for two weeks no bending the knee, no moving, no nothing. I was on bed rest. I could go to the bathroom and that was it. So it got to this point. She was gone. I was home alone. My dad was maybe half an hour away working. And I had to go to the bathroom. So I had to keep my legs straight and I was in an immobilizer. So that is basically, it's not like a cast. It's this like soft shell, I guess, you know, like a cast is a hard shell brace that has straps in the front and then my knee was wrapped And like I said, it it keeps the leg straight for me. So it has just kind of these metal things on the side that keeps it all straight. So anyways, the leg had already started. All my muscles had already started to atrophy. I was in pain. I grabbed my crutches and I had to lean forward and kind of around my calf area, lift my leg. So I'm kind of, you know... My left leg is on the ground already and I'm simultaneously trying to stand up and maneuver my right leg, keeping it straight. I couldn't obviously bend it in the immobilizer, but trying not to flex the muscles and put it on the ground. And obviously, like, you know, you involuntarily flex your muscles to keep yourself standing and keep yourself upright. And I flexed. A part of the surgery was putting anchors and screws into my some of my muscles to keep everything in place and i literally screamed so i fall back onto the bed i start just kind of wildly sobbing i'm in an immeasurable amount of pain it feels like in this very moment and i just kind of realize what is happening in my life i'm not in new york I don't have a job and I've also just had a major knee surgery that is putting me in my bed with no control of my own for the next two weeks and then I have a five month recovery ahead of me and then I can start looking for a job. And I just felt completely powerless. I felt completely overwhelmed. And just very sad. So anyways, that was kind of where I was at. And those months, I was just really depressed. I, My knee surgery, my recovery, that part went well. My therapy, my physical therapy went well. But I just kept putting it on the back burner. I knew what was happening subconsciously, but I wasn't acknowledging it. And I wasn't paying attention to it. And I was pretending I was okay. And I just kept telling myself, I just have to get through this and I can start looking for jobs and things will get better. And then the pandemic happened and like everyone, I was affected by it. I realized that there was absolutely no getting back to New York anytime soon. And my life was where it was at. So I started realizing around June that it was up to me to do something about this I had no choice I was incredibly depressed I really could not look myself in the mirror I was putting on such a facade and I was really just pretending with myself that everything was okay I kept saying these things will happen and you'll be okay but I wasn't making any effort to make those things happen I kind of just had this epiphany So I woke up one morning, to be quite honest, tired of it. I was exhausted from feeling so depressed. I was exhausted from feeling so unbelievably disappointed in myself. And most of all, I was entirely exhausted from the overwhelming sense of guilt I was feeling. Of feeling like I was wasting my life and wasting time that my brother didn't get. And we'll get into that in another podcast. I wanna preface this by saying, for anyone, if you're listening and you are going through a loss and it is somehow similar, if you are feeling any sort of guilt, I just have to say that, you know, I, I don't know what the situation is like, but I do know that feeling. And I worked through that. I am addressing that guilt. I believe I will be addressing it for the rest of my life, but we do not have to feel guilty. We have been given a life, we have been blessed, and we have been given time. All we can do is embrace the time we have, and that's what the people that are gone would want us to do. And like I said, I will go way deeper into that, and my experience with grief and loss and guilt And my brother in another podcast but if you are experiencing anything like that right now i want you to know that you are not alone you do not have to feel guilty moving on so that brings me to my moment of triumphant oh my god it is my fight or flight kicked in so i reached this morning And I was like, okay, Lauren, you know what? Um, You're not just going to watch TV today and apply for a couple of jobs. You're going to sit your butt down. And I don't honestly remember how I decided to make this specific list, but I made a list. And this list was things I could control in my life and things I could not control. So I made that list. I think I sat at the kitchen table for maybe two hours i put my phone away i just sat there thinking about literally all of the things i could control i mean i wrote down like some of the smallest things and some of the biggest things this was on two separate sheets of paper so i had one list on one paper and one list on the other (laughs) And then i literally took the list of things i could not control and don't laugh at me i audibly said i was home alone so you know the universe was hearing me and i was speaking to the universe i said this is not up to me this is in the universe's hands i crumpled that list and i threw it away i threw it in the garbage it is now probably in a landfill burned up and now in the atmosphere floating about so quite literally in the world's hands (laughs) and i sat back down at the table mind you i've never told anyone that story so you know my parents my best friend My family, everyone's hearing that story for the very first time listening to this. So I sat back down at the table and I looked at my other list. These were all of the things in my life I could control. And I was in awe. I was literally in awe of all of the things that I could control in my life that I was not controlling. I was just leaving to chance and letting letting things go. I didn't care. And you know what now I care so I decided to start taking control of every single thing on that list I decided that my life was not up to anything else or not up to anyone else to control and if I wanted the life that I desired and if I wanted to live a happy life I needed to control these things in my life I needed to take control I needed to take action and that's exactly what I started doing and that brings me to how I began my intentional living and lifestyle brand. Hello friends, a brief interlude to remind you about the LaRue Lifestyle Coaching Program. This episode of Do The Damn Thing is brought to you by the LaRue Coaching Suite. There are three tiers to our coaching suite, intentional, transitional, and mastermind, all of which will help you transform your life and live intentionally. Whether you need focused and guided coaching or a complete transformation of your life, our coaching program will suit your needs. If you are interested in learning more about going through our lifestyle coaching program, head over to the blog and click the coaching link. And with that, let's head back to our podcast. Obviously, the major thing on that list, the biggest thing that I knew was disappointing me was the fact that I had no purpose. I had no job. I didn't have somewhere to go each day to put my time and put my effort and put my energy into And I have known for a very long time, I would say probably most of my adult life, that I have wanted to be a blogger. I have always wanted to take my experiences and put them down somewhere where other people could go and find content and find experiences and find moments, anything to relate to and find inspiration and motivation for their own life. And I knew I could do that. Even... Only right at this moment, even only at 23, I had felt I had lived a unique life. I have experienced a lot of grief, but I've also experienced an incredible amount of happiness. And I've been incredibly blessed with amazing experiences. Some of them were handed to me. Some of them were earned. I wanted to share all of it. And... That's what I decided I was going to do. I was applying for jobs that I wasn't happy about, I didn't wanna do, and I was sometimes overqualified for. So what the hell did I wanna do that for? I knew that if I was gonna put my time and effort into something, it was going to be something that I loved. I wasn't gonna waste my time anymore. I wasn't willing to do it. I knew that I didn't want just a lifestyle block. I wanted to create a space that would help people change their lives. And with this in mind, I created a mission statement that was centered around helping create that space within that space. I'm helping guide you towards creating an intentional life, developing your lifestyle and achieving your dreams within every piece of content. I want to help you drive a passion for answering your question. Can I do it with the mantra? I can absolutely effing do this. Okay, that is where we are at. So once I got those statements down, I started really diving into what it meant to live intentionally. I had already felt like I had been doing this on my own for myself, But once I decided that I wanted to create my entire brand around this phrase and this concept, I started reading a lot of literature around the concept and just doing a lot of research. So intentional living really just sort of means living based on your values and beliefs. So this can be for religious or political values or based on the desire for self-improvement. And that's obviously where I ran with it. I started thinking about self-improvement. Okay, I started like ruminating with that idea, thought of the phrase live life to its fullest. And I thought how kind of unrealistic that was. But then I thought, how could we how could I help people make that realistic? So I took that phrase, mantra, quote, whatever you want to call it. And I decided that LaRue, my entire brand and living intentionally, was going to mean creating a lifestyle that meant Every person was going to define what their version of fully meant and devising a lifestyle that meant living that life every single day. Now, of course, that doesn't mean we can't have off days and we can't have days where we're just lounging around. But for the most part, it means that you're creating an intentional and meaningful life for yourself. Intentional living means that at the very core, you're reprogramming your mindset to believe that you really can achieve your dreams. So you may be asking yourself, but how do I live intentionally? So it's not just about changing the surface level of your life. I'm going to get so deep about your habits and your routines in the next podcast, but it's not just about your habits and routines. It's about taking into consideration very impactful decisions in your life. It's about being selfish in those decisions. If you're someone who at this very moment do not have responsibility for another human, you are not a parent, you're not taking care of your parents or of another person, you are your own human and you are responsible solely for yourself. That means that in every right you have the ability to be selfish in all of your decisions. And that is an incredible luxury. And if you have that luxury, I highly suggest taking advantage of it. Being selfish in your decision is, and I, of course I mean being selfish in a very good way, is also a very good thing. It means that in this moment in your life, when in 10 years you are or do have a family, It is because you were selfish in your decisions. It's because you put yourself first and you put your dreams first so that you could get to a point in your life where you have security, you have safety, and you're happy. You are happy. That is intentional living. You completely repolish your mindset to believe that you are capable of literally achieving anything. And we are. We are capable of achieving so much. Do you think that amazing people were born amazing? More likely, I don't think so. I don't know about that, but I don't think so. I think we're all born the same. And throughout our lives, we're given these moments that it is up to us to decide whether it's, like I said, I correlate this moment with our fight or flight, it is up to us to decide If we are moving ahead, powering through, pushing forward and deciding, okay, we are so capable of anything, if this is a moment of failure, I'm going to fight through and I'm going to come out the other side stronger or are we going to fall to the side, just give up on our dreams? What are you going to do? And within intentional living, we get to the core of our mindset and we get to these core beliefs that decide that we are capable of achieving those dreams. Another thing about intentional living that I love now, I didn't love when I was going through it is you evaluate your role in your past and how it will be a role in your future. I recently listened to a podcast that had said and I've mentioned her before, Haley Hoffman Smith, her co- her podcast is Big Conversations. I definitely encourage you to listen to it. It's amazing. She says that we are always with our future self. And our future self is always with us, pushing us forward and encouraging us to make the big leaps. And if that's true, which I definitely believe it is, then in that case, right at this moment, we are being the future self for the person of our past, if that makes sense. I know it's a little out there. But bear with me. So when you're living intentionally and you're evaluating your past and its role in your future and kind of addressing things that need addressing. Like I said, I've been dealing with the grief of my brother and the loss of my brother and been a very winding road. However, it is a part of me and it has shaped so much of who I am and it will continue to do so. So when I do that and I work towards addressing those emotions... I am the future self that is going back and encouraging my past self to move beyond those moments, those difficult times, so I could get to this moment in my life. We will dive into that deeper in a future podcast, I promise. I know it's a lot. But anyways, I want to keep telling you what it means to live intentionally. So your past, it has a lot to do with who you are now, who you will be and who you are right now has everything to do with the actions you you will take tomorrow. So creating a plan of action to move forward is a huge part of intentional living. But, and I will stress this every single time I tell you this, but, 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 your plan of action, no matter how amazing it is, no matter how foolproof you think it is, we have to get to a point, if we truly want to reach success, Where we are okay with letting that plan of action go. I believe having a plan is the best thing we can do for ourselves. But life happens. Life gets in the way. Things happen. We get lost in life. We go through pandemics apparently now. And because of that, we have to adapt. And those things are never going to be a part of our plan. We're not going to sit down at our kitchen table and write, okay, in this on this day, I'm going to go through this terrible breakup and it's going to be fantastic. No, 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 we do not do that. So when you're creating your plan, you have to set ways for small achievement in your life. This is absolutely the key. When we are creating our plan of actions, We have to start by setting small ways for achievement. And that's why I've created so many freebies for you guys. The goal setting guide is a fantastic resource for breaking down your big goals into smaller goals. When you see small sets of achievement in your life, it is what encourages you and pushes you to keep moving forward. We have to practice positive affirmations. That is how we reprogram our minds and rewire our brains to believe and push out those negative thoughts and those negative self-doubts, and push forward. And of course, we set habits that improve and elevate your life. And all of this within intentional living comes down to one common core value. You are challenging yourself every single day to become a better version of the person you are. You are challenging yourself to live out your Fullest and greatest potential. And that is incredible. It is so hard to actively challenge yourself to grow and become a better person. It's hard to remind ourselves to actively think about doing that. But when you're living intentionally, that is exactly what you are doing. You are acknowledging the ways in which you know and you believe you need to improve, and you are making efforts to improve in those areas. And that is just absolutely incredible. That's my favorite part about intentional living. within our coaching program. That is what I will preach to you. That is what I will help you with. I will help you find the spots you want to grow in and I will help you grow. There's a quote that I would love to share with you guys that I really kind of think culminates the brand of intentional living within LaRue. The happiness of your life depends on the quality of your thoughts. I want to end this first podcast on this note. Intentional living isn't just about habits and routines. We've established that. It's about changing your mindset and your approach to your entire life. Living intentionally means challenging yourself every day to live fully with the intention that tomorrow will be greater. You work each day to build your relationship with yourself, become closer to the person you're most capable of becoming, and reach your full potential. Intentional living means becoming happy with who you are by connecting with the thoughts that remind you of your ability to achieve your dreams. That is what intentional living means. You are at the very core connecting with not only the person you are at this very moment, but the best version of the person you want to become. And that is so incredibly powerful, you guys. It's just amazing. And I am in that process every single day. I promise you, and I wholeheartedly tell you this, I have never felt more connected to myself, more closer to myself, and more proud of myself. I love the person I am challenging myself to become. I am actively working on becoming a better person every day, and that is a journey I intend on never giving up on on that note, I would love to thank you for listening to the first episode of the Do The Damn Thing podcast. I strongly encourage you to head over to the blog, laurenlarue.com. The link is in the show notes. If you'd like to view more content, make sure you subscribe to receive access to our amazing freebies, and I will see you next week.